the one five ninth aspect of nakshatras are important to consider and we'll tell the rules of why it is so you'll find out in a minute check your ascendant number one ascendant angle the cusp of your ascendant whatever planet is close to the ascendant especially if it is rahu ketu or jupiter are close to that cusp close to your ascendant angle that's the first rule number two if rahu or jupiter are your atma karaka we shall speak about this much later on number three if rahu and ketu are in one seven axis the first and the seventh axis Number four, if other planets are in conjunction with Rahu, Ketu or Jupiter in specific nakshatras, the focus being on specific nakshatras. And we'll deal with all the nine types of nakshatras here, really. Number five, and the most important, if you have an exchange of lordship between the lords of nakshatras and or the dominance of one ruler of nakshatras in your chart for example if you have mercury and moon exchanging lords okay and then you have mercury dominated nakshatras this will be important and if jupiter is in that particular nakshatra of mercury you see what i'm saying so you've got to check which the ruler of the nakshatra is we have nine types basically nine classifications of three nakshatras each which makes it 27 so let's get into it so if you're looking at the chart, you see Rahu as 5th and ninth aspects. This is the 5th aspect of Rahu. We are taking 1st and 7th axis as an example. This is a blank chart, any chart. Okay. So Rahu, if it sits here, 5th aspect is looking at the 5th house. And ninth aspect is looking at the ninth house from the 1st. So this is being 1, this being 5th, this being ninth. In a similar way, if you see Ketu on the other side, because it's diagonally opposite, it will sit on the other side. Its fifth aspect is the eleventh house from the seventh house, and its ninth aspect is the third house. This is how Ketu will behave. If you take Jupiter, Jupiter, if it's sitting in the tenth house, for example, its fifth aspect is the second house, and ninth aspect is the sixth house. So this being the one, this being the five, and this being the nine. This is very important to consider. Why do we say so? Because now if you see 90% of your chart, whoever your chart is, wherever Rahu, Ketu and Jupiter are placed, just these three points have a dominant influence on the rest of the chart. Apart from these blanked out ones, which you see in the original color. Rahu has impact on these brown houses. Ketu has impact on these light brown houses. Jupiter on these yellow houses in our example. This is the singular reason why it's very, very crucial for you to understand these videos. Okay. And I will get into one by one, one of the nakshatras after this introduction. But before that, we shall consider for the purposes of this study, Rahu is the point of focus and drive where you want to go in this lifetime. Ketu as past life conquered territory or your karma which you have already learnt and knowledge and finished. Ketu brings all the past life into this life. So whatever you learnt experience and knowledge, whatever you are already an expert in is Ketu. Jupiter as the point of wisdom where you need to take assistance off. Okay consider it like that in this particular aspect now let's get into the nakshatras 
So let's start talking about the 159 code for Jupiter Nakshatras, which are Punarvasu, Vishakha, and Purvabhadrapada. These fall going in last transition between air sign and going into water sign, right? Punarvasu. First three padas are in Gemini, last pada is in Cancer. Same way Vishakha. First three padas are in Libra, last one going into Scorpio. And Purubhadrapada, first three padas are in Aquarius, last one going into Pisces. An exaltation of Jupiter is in the Cancer sign. Think about that. Jupiter is what now? So before we go into the different padas, you can see the first pada there. In Aries, second pada in Taurus, third pada in Gemini and fourth pada in Cancer. The white triangle shifts. Before we get into the details of the generalistics, what does Jupiter itself stand for? It stands for wisdom. It stands for expansion of knowledge, expansion of your consciousness, expansion of gifting things to you. Jupiter stands for children. Jupiter stands for knowledge, education. Not necessarily mainstream. It hardly gives anything these days other than a bunch of degrees. Knowledge is not your university degree, folks. Knowledge you can get from any sources these days. Jupiter is the karka of that knowledge. Knowledge as in knowledge which is liberating, which transcends the mercurial type of intellectual knowledge into wisdom. Jupiter is wisdom, not root theoretical knowledge. So Punarvasu, Vishakha and Purvabhadrapada are Jupiter ruled nakshatras. Jupiter goes for a period of 16 years. If you are running a Mahadasha, you will move through the apex of this triangle in this Jupiter Mahadasha. Okay? You will go through Punarvasu like themes, then you will go to Vishakha like themes, and then you will go to Purvabhadrapada kind of themes. Now, if you look at these three nakshatras, first off, what I can tell you, is they are not soft nakshatras by any stretch of imagination. Jupiter is a hard taskmaster in each one of these. It is to let go of materialistic stuff and achieve that wisdom as a result. But let's see what the general characteristics of Jupiter nakshatras are first before we deep dive. So the general characteristics of Jupiter is Obviously, number one, highly philosophical, religious, guiding people to give knowledge, wisdom. And their karma is not to save knowledge to themselves. People who are born in the, with the karma of not sharing their knowledge with people in the last life are born under these nakshatras as ascendant or have a dominant Jupiter this time around in one of these apexes. Or even have Rahu and Ketu if you are so inclined to observe that. Okay. They are not successful in business simply because they trust easily. They have trust issues. Sort of a naivety of Jupiter comes here. Jupiter thinks everything is wise. Everything is love and light kind of scenario. But there are nasty people on this planet. We know this very well. This is why Vishakha Nakshatra, Punarvasu and Purvabhadrapada do not make good business people simply because they trust too easily. 
they do not question they do not consider for example that people can be seriously badass number 3 what is the job what is the highlight or the code of this jupiter nakshatras punarvasu vishakha and purva bhadrapada to show light to others their goal or target is to become a role model to others this is how they will get respect these people become gateways to put people in their right path that's a beautiful light of jupiter to show isn't it that's the way for these people to take forward in life it's a tough nakshatra these are not soft nakshatras although jupiter wherever it sits in the zodiac will give the highlight of beneficial results right either it'll give wealth it'll give knowledge it'll give prosperity it'll give good luck and all those good things but when it comes to nakshatra jupiter's ones are harsh they are harsh teachers which teach the soul this time you have to supposed to give out the knowledge so let this be a lesson for all you people who learn stuff and do not share with people next time around you'll be born in this axis and you'll be really struggling because now it's your job to give out that knowledge okay this is how we can learn stuff from things which go on in our past life by the way especially if rahu and ketu are in this axis 159 well you have done something really bad or your ancestors have not shared knowledge with people okay now let us end it with the triangle itself and see if we can find a code to the jupiter's nakshatras now let's see the white triangle of jupiter yes going from punarvasu as you can see all the themes are mentioned all the padas are mentioned going from natal to navamsha so is it for vishakha going into vishakha and then ending at purva bhadrapada this is the triangle of jupiter nakshatras now we need to find a pattern we need to find the code the code of jupiter says punarvasu it's exalted in two padas in the second as well as fourth but let's just focus on the fourth for now cancer going into cancer the most exalted form of jupiter okay in punarvasu <coughs> coming into vishakha you see in moksha pada once again jupiter here is here to give you moksha but it's now going from scorpio to cancer some transformation has to happen in vishakha nakshatra in order to achieve that moksha in cancer in purva vadrapada moksha pada is going into pisces to cancer therefore purva vadrapada has a the theme of leaving stuff leaving material stuff behind in order to attain that moksha you see how i'm coming from different places and let's tie this now into the life lesson what are the general themes of punarvasu to begin with winning second time reinventing oneself what are the themes of jupiter here they are religious they are nurturing they are righteous they love justice they love children you see all the themes of jupiter playing in punarvasu mental creativity and intelligence they are idealistic they are ambitious they are business minded profit oriented especially when it comes to gemini going into taurus okay in the second one because it's all about artha 
So there's the theme of Jupiter here. What's the life lesson in Punavasu? Bring to life the dry mind by one's own moistness of emotion. It is told the story in the last pada. Cancer, bring emotion into play in order to satisfy whatever you need to do in your life. That will bring you your moksha. Bring to life the dry mind, your emotion, moistness of emotion. See there? Okay. Coming to Vishakha. The problem of choices. Vishakha is branches of a tree dedicated to target achievement. Indulgence. Where is Jupiter in all of this? Dilemma of choices is there. Therefore, it needs a transformative aspect of Scorpio going into the last pada. They can get into addictive tendencies, insecurities, curiosity. You see all this blunt jealousy moving towards transformation is all Scorpio themes going into Cancer. Both opposites are needed to bring mutually beneficial goals to fruition. That's the life lesson of Vishakha. Where is it told in the last pada? Well, both opposites mean Scorpio is ruled by both Mars and Ketu. Mars is life-giving. Ketu is going towards dissolution. One goes towards life, one goes towards dissolution in Scorpio. Therefore, these people have to learn to balance both forces in order to achieve their goals and select a proper target, select a proper goal. That's Vishakha. In Purvabhadrapada, it goes from Pisces to Cancer. Therefore, Purvabhadrapada life lesson centers around dissolution of materials in sacrificial fire for higher purpose. Dissolution is all Pisces, the twelfth house. You see where I'm coming from. Therefore, here it becomes about dissolution, leaving material plane behind. In order to find the moksha that you are seeking. Therefore, these people are living in two different worlds. Pisces lives in a very different dissolved world. They have the greatest devotion of Jupiter. They have extreme determination. They are patient and sincere. Purvabhadrapada. Therefore, they can achieve stuff. They can be a bridge between divine and human evolution. Divine being the Pisces and human being the Cancer. They are emotionally unconventionally intense. There is intensity in Purva Bhadrapada. The Jupiter is most intense there because it is exalted in Pisces as well as in Cancer. So as much as people would love to think that Jupiter is all goody-goody, you need to rethink and reevaluate your ideas about Jupiter nakshatras. Next, we shall consider Saturn nakshatras. Okay? Meanwhile, take care. Be safe.